Yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. Okay. I have an idea. We're going to do yoga for about an hour. And then we're going to do about a half hour of meditation. And then I have a talk for us. And our talk topic is generosity today, which I like to circle back to regularly because it's a good topic. Um, we don't take a bathroom break, so if you need to use the restroom at any point, except for maybe during the meditation, but the rest of the time, at any time, you're welcome to just run to the restroom if you need to go. Um, and uh, during the yoga, my intention for the yoga practice is not, my intention is not that you get your leg behind your head, right? My intention, <laughs> is that a relief for you? My intention is that we practice presence, that we are um, present here in our bodies together, doing what you're doing while you're doing it. That would be a way of saying what my intention is with the yoga. So if something seems like it's injuring you or something's uncomfortable for any reason, you don't have to do it. In fact, you could start your lying down practice right now and that would be fine with me. So there was a request to do some eye yoga today. So we're going to um, do some yoga for our eyes and maybe our neck and shoulders too. Does that sound good? All right. Um, are there any comments? Oh, who's new? Raise your hand if you're new to the room. Welcome, welcome. If you could um, turn to your neighbor and say hello, introduce or reintroduce yourself. Some of you are so far away. Okay. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. It's a tag. Good morning. I'm doing well. I'm turn on. Okay, so um, let's, I'm going to find a seat, and you'll sit because you're sitting, and we'll pause before we go any deeper into the class. Hmm. Sort of organ, organize your posture. And um, in fact, um, just take a moment and move your shoulders some way. could be my way, but probably is better to move your shoulders how your shoulders want to move. And your neck a little bit. In fact, now take both arms up. Big stretch. Ooh, yawning is okay too. If you need to yawn at any time. All right, hands come down. Pull both shoulders up. Big inhale. And breathe out your mouth. And then turn your head to the right, maybe two, three inches. And center with your head. Turn your head left, two, three inches. And center with your head. 
Open and close your mouth two or three times just to release the jaw and the lips. And then let the lips catch lightly and relax the outer corners of your eyes. Adjust your shoulders a little bit, very subtle, so that they're right over your hips, so the weight pours down into your hips. And then notice that you're sitting here. This is really the essence of what we'll be doing all morning, is uh, doing what you're doing while you're doing it. So welcome yourself here into this space, into your body. Relax your hands a little bit. Relax the back of the neck. And have a sense of your body sitting here. So may this practice serve you this morning to your highest good. So may this yoga and meditation and dharma practice serve you for your highest good today. So that when you leave, you have more resiliency, more capacity to meet the challenges of your life. So that when you leave, there's the possibility of offering wisdom and compassion to the world. as a, gen- a generous gift, wisdom and compassion to the world. Take a big breath in and out. Okay, bring your hands to touch, palms touching. And just notice that they're touching. Notice if they're dry or damp, warm or cool. Soft or rough. And then we'll chant the sound Om. Om is from the Hindu tradition. It's an ancient sound. Uh, in that tradition, it's said to be the first sound, the sound of the everythingness, so the sound that encompasses the faraway galaxies all the way down to all the little mm, microscopic beings in this world. Uh, It's the sound that represents you and me and all of us together. We'll chant it just one time. Inhale. Tuck your chin and bring your hands just as they are, palms touching. The hands come up to the forehead. Maybe the base of the thumb up at the top of the forehead. And here we have a gesture of bowing, a gesture of reverence. We bow to the body and the heart and the mind. We bow to the great capacity. But we also bow bow to the vulnerability, the tenderness. So we'll meet both on our yoga mat. We'll meet strength and tenderness, capacity and vulnerability. Take a big breath in. And out. And then both arms up. Hallelujah. It's Thursday. And we're going to do yoga. All right. Let your hands come down. If you have glasses, you'll need to take them off. And then you'll take the palm of the hand over the eyes. So you might end up letting the head tilt down a little bit. And the heel of the hands on the cheekbones. The palm of the hand covers the eyes. And the fingers are more towards your hairline. 
Yes, exactly. And the eyes are closed under there. And take two big breaths here. Each time you exhale, focusing on relaxing your eyes. We use our eyes a lot. They help us orient to the world. And they can often, because of that, be strained. And we'll let them relax a little bit here. Okay, and then um, let your hands come down and let your head come back up to neutral. And without moving your face, your face is going to face forward and look up. So nose stays forward. You don't look up with your chin, just your eyes. And then look to the right. Uh And then down. Keep your nose forward and just move the eyes left and up and right and down and left and up. And then do two more circles, one in each direction. Stretching your eyes a little bit, circling that gaze. And when you've done uh, with your circling, when you feel done with that, you'll go back to the palms of the hands over the eyes with the head turning down. And you'll take a full breath. Once you get your hands covering your eyes, a full breath and emphasize that exhale, melting even through the back of the neck and the shoulders. The jaw. Good. Release your hands. Let your head come back up. And we'll twist to the right. Twist to the right. Let your chin turn um, towards the back of the room. Keep your chin turning right and peek your eyeballs forward as if you could peek towards your left ear. Uh, Don't move those eyes. Chin one direction, eyes the other. Don't move the eyes. Good. Come back to the center. Close your eyes. And a wave of relaxation through the eyes. And then the jaw. Uh-huh. Twist in the other direction. So now you've twisted left. The chin's going towards the back of the room on the left side. Keep the chin there and poke or peek the eyeballs. Peek the eyeballs around towards your right ear. Don't let those eyes move. And if you do this with a lot of vigor, it will feel a strain. Don't strain, but do peek the eyes and don't let them move. Hold them steady. Good. Come back to center. And then again, palms of the hands on the eyes. (coughs) Forehead down. Two breaths, soothing breath, nourishing yourself with the breath, which in fact you are nourishing yourself with that breath. Mm. Okay, and then um, I think if you have glasses and you'd like to put them back on, you could. And um, we'll take the legs, take both legs over to your left side. So you're kind of sitting on your right butt. And your right hands will come on the floor beside you. And your free hands will circle down towards the floor. Let your head drop. And then keep reaching that arm, that left arm. Circle it up 
towards the ceiling, and then you might even turn your chest a bit towards that glorious ceiling as the arm circles around behind you. Uh And then you'll turn your chest forward, and the left hand comes down, and you turn your chest towards the floor as the arm circles. And you've got some sort of arm circle. If the leg position isn't comfortable, you could do just a right arm circle in some manner. I'm not super concerned that you look like your neighbor. I'm more interested in you um, moving your body and sensing that and breathing, that your attention is generous, that your attention is generous and kind. Mm. Always think about when we're with little children, how we show our love is by giving attention, and we can in the same way give ourselves some attention here. Do maybe one more big circle. And uh, when you've finished your circle, before you go to the other side, just come back to the center and pause. And sense that left shoulder Just like a little compare and contrast, left shoulder to right shoulder. Big breath. All right, and then both legs will go over to the other side, which I think is your right side. (laughs) And then your left hand's on the floor. And your right arm's going to circle, and you might end up turning your chest a bit. And it's too, however you're doing this is just fine. Your way is the best way. The exercise of attention, breath, and movement. Notice if it feels good. It might not. The whole yoga class. You know, our life we have um, pleasure and pain. It takes courage, I think, to be alive, to be present to discomfort. But notice if there's any sense of ease as you do this. And you could linger. If there's a spot that's tender or would like a little extra, you could linger there too. Why not? Do one more circle or so, something like that. And uh, whenever you've finished or you feel finished enough, come back to center. And then just pause and sense that right shoulder. Mm-hmm. Move your jaw around. And then, in fact, make a pruny face. Squint your eyes, squint your mouth, a pruny face. Ah, and then big breath in and let it go. And give me a little no with your head. No, one direction and the other. Mm. Okay. Let's have you come onto your hands and knees. 
And I do believe it's very nice to put the, um, either the flat square cushion under your knees or a blanket under your knees. Something under your knees. Life is short. Why not cushion your knees? The floor is hard and life is short. And then we'll do our cat and cow. Do you know this one where you inhale, move the spine, and exhale and move the spine? Uh, Tucking and untucking the hips. Just however you're doing it is just fine. Breathing. Uh, If there was a spot you wanted to linger again, you could. If you preferred to go a little side to side or circle, that would be fine too. If you feel unsure of what you're doing, just close your eyes. Nobody can see you when your eyes are closed. And you can make something up. Breathe and sense and move. So generous with your attention today. Generous with your kind kind attention. So a couple more breaths here. And then we'll do um, our half dog, our puppy dog. It's called where both hands walk way forward. Your butt's up in the air. Both hands walk way forward. Like a ski slope shape here with your butt high and your hands low. And um, you can draw your hips back away from your hands. And take a couple of breaths here. Noticing how it feels to open those arms up. Uh, Take one more big breath. Good. And then you'll come on up to hands and knees. And actually, I think we're going to come all the way up to standing. Why not? Come all the way up to standing. Now you can move the cushion off your mat. All right. How are your parts after that? Yeah, 10 minutes of yoga is double thumbs up, I think. All right, have your feet uh, shoulder width. And just like I think we did this last week, so inhale, both arms come up. Stay standing, exhale, both arms come down. So if you're seated, you could do this too if you chose. It's just breathing and moving. Inhale, arms come up. And exhale. Good. Do two more. Sense your hands. It's like a moving meditation. Hands and arms moving through space. And very simple. Invite your mind to rest with the breath and the movement. And then our yoga party is going to meet in a forward fold. So... Eventually, you'll come all the way down or as far down as your body would like you to come today. And you'll take a couple breaths in this shape. Let your head hang. Let your head hang. One more breath. And let's come up to standing. Both arms will come on up. 
And bring your hands, once your arms are up, then bring your hands down the midline and you'll take your gaze, once your hands are down the midline, gaze towards the tips of the fingers. Uh, Take a moment and deliberately relax the back of the neck. And your gaze is steady at the tips of the fingers. Have your peripheral vision on so you can sense the space and light around you. But you have the particularities of the tips. Big breath in and out. Good. Release the hands. Let's bring the feet quite a bit closer together. Oh, all right. Since we've got the blocks, so many of you got blocks today. Let's put the block between your thighs. And if, you're na- if you've got two blocks and your neighbor doesn't have one, hand one over. There's one oh, for you. Thank you. Okay. Can I borrow one of yours? Sure. It's one of your personal ones, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll remember to give it back to you. Does somebody... Oh, look, they had to go backing. There weren't enough blocks. All right. I'm borrowing. These, these blocks are heavier. You get extra credit. <laughs> Extra credit. All right. (laughs) The block between your legs. Oh, we should all go for a walk like this. (laughs) All right. I feel like a penguin. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's your homework. What? Are we getting this exercise here like this for homework? Yeah, you could do this for homework. Week? The whole week. Actually, I have homework for you today. So arms down by your sides. Big breath in. Exhale, bend your knees. Stick your butt back and swing your arms forward. Mm-hmm. Inhale, stand up, arms by your sides. Okay, so do this a few more times. Exhale, squeeze your block as your butt goes back. And inhale, squeeze your block as you come up to standing. Two more at your own pace. Mm -hmm. Block squeezing like your life depended on it. Block squeezing. Now our yoga party is going to meet with those knees bent, arms forward. Weight in the heels. Engage your belly muscles. I did have a question for you all. This is a good place. Oh, keep holding. Does it matter where the block is? Um, stick your butt back. Yes. The, the block between the thighs. That's a good question. So it's not between the knees. And it's maybe like right in the middle. Yeah. And stick your butt back. Oh, yeah, that's forward. Yes. <laughs> One, are you breathing? Nostril hair is blowing in the yoga wind. It's heating, yes? One more breath. Come on up to standing. Keep squeezing the block, squeezing the block. All right, forward fold. And now while we're doing silly things, let's get to downward dog, but don't lose your egg. Don't lay your egg. Let's get to downward dog. Keep your block between your thighs. I know. Is it possible? Okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's good. All right. Exhale forward to plank pose. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then inhale, downward dog. Go back and forth two more times. Yeah. Good. Squeeze your block. We're hoping to get some block juice harvesting happening. Squeeze the block. One more time. 
And then our yoga party is going to meet up in downward facing dog. And then I know that everybody in this room remembers um, tape cassettes. Do you remember tape cassettes? Imagine that your block were an old-fashioned tape cassette, and you're trying to eject it back and up with your legs. So back and up. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. Release your neck while you do it. Um, Three more breaths. It's a long hold. Push your arms as you exhale. Generous with your attention and generous with your self-commentary. Okay, that's enough of that. Put your knees down on the ground. You can remove that block. You can remove the block and then come into child's pose. Back, 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 back. So I think I spoke about last week about bringing the spiritual teachings into our lives, bringing uh, what we learn in uh, Dharma class into our daily life. And so I've been asking all my yoga students this week, what have you learned in yoga class that helps you in your life? It's a very interesting question. Are there things, if you're newer to yoga, maybe you haven't, but maybe even on the first class, are there things you've learned in yoga? So we'll talk about yoga. We'll talk about the other stuff later. But have you learned stuff in yoga that helps you in your regular life? Take a big breath. Okay. And then um, come up to hands and knees. Curl your toes under and head back. You have to push off your hands into the forward fold. It might be a little awkward of a transition, but nobody said yoga had to be graceful. We're going to meet in a forward fold, a standing forward fold. Mm -hmm. And then right away, bring your hands to your hips and we'll come up to standing. Okay. Now, separate your feet as wide as the mat and turn your toes out. And you might need your block or blocks for this next one. You're going to, I'm going to turn sideways so you can really see. You're going to come down so your butts may be halfway down and your hands can be on the floor or on the blocks. The blocks make good arm extenders. But you'll come down pretty far and you get the block, hands either on the floor or the blocks. And the chest is lifting. This is like a little froggy shape. Good. Inhale, lift the chest. Exhale, straighten the legs, drop the head. Inhale, bend the knees, lift the chest. Exhale, straighten the legs, drop the head. Two more of those. Inhale. Keep going. Make sure you drop your head at the end of the exhale. Last one. And then here in the forward fold, take your hands up above your back, interlace your fingers, and let the wrists come maybe up towards the ceiling, maybe over towards the front of the room, just depends on your shoulders. Uh Good. Uh Let the back of the neck be longer than the front of the neck, so the head's hanging. And you'll take two breaths. Uh, 
Okay, press your feet into the floor to come on up to standing. And then take your arms up, 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 up. Look up, reach up. Arms up. Lift your chest. And then hands to namaste. And you'll gaze at your fingertips. Relax your shoulders. Unlock your knees. Keep the gaze steady at your fingertips. Relax your jaw. Good. Close your eyes. Release your hands. Big breath in and out. Next time when we breathe out, you'll stick out your tongue and roll your eyes back. So, big breath in. Stick out your tongue, roll your eyes back. Uh-huh, try that again. Inhale. Stick out your tongue, roll your eyes back. Good. <laughs> That's good. And then get your block and put it back in its block home away from home, which is between your thighs, and your feet will have to come closer together. I guess I... I should go get my own block. I'll go get my own block. All right, so you've got your block, and the hands are down by your sides. (laughs) Thank you, Molly. Wouldn't want me to be with... Do you have a block, then? Okay. There's enough for everybody. Hmm. Big breath in. Bend your knees. Stick your butt back. Arms sweep forward. Yes. Come on up. Inhale. Do two more. Two more. Soothe and smooth yourself with the breath, with the movements. And then our yoga party will meet with those knees bent and the arms forward and squeezing your block. And now my question for you, this is a good place for a question, right? What have you learned in yoga class that helps you in your regular life? I say that with quotes, but in your non-yoga. Is there anything? Anybody have anything? Relax your shoulders, relax your jaw. Relax your shoulders, relax your... That helps you in regular life, too? Breathing helps in regular life, too. Okay, let's come up to standing. Inhale up. Both arms up. Look up. Exhale, hands to namaste. Look at your fingertips. Uh Relax your shoulders, relax your jaw. And breathe. Hmm. Good. Release the hands, free your block, and then we'll turn to the right side of the room for our warrior two situation that we often do. You'll take your legs nice and wide, uh-huh. and you'll turn your right toes to the right, and we bend the right knee. Arms are out to the sides. Good. Inhale, straighten the leg, arms up. Exhale, bend the knee, turn the gaze over the right hand. Again, inhale, look up. Exhale, look to the right. Please do two more, two more of those. Soothe and smooth yourself, moving meditation, breathing. And then uh, our yoga party is going to meet. Our yoga party is going to meet with the, the knees bent, right knees bent, and both arms come down. Move your shoulders, move your head. 
And then arms come out to the sides and turn your gaze. Hold your drishti, your gaze right over the middle finger. Uh-huh. And then uh, relax your jaw and breathe. Those are such lovely things. Someone described that this week. Someone else said that relax and breathing. That's come up a lot, that that helps people in regular life. It's like, how do we make effort? Because things take effort. Especially if I give you a very long speech here. But, you know, family life, work life, it all takes effort. How do we make effort and stay relaxed within that? Is that a possibility that we could learn and practice that? Remember, it's called a practice. It's not a perfect. Mm -hmm. Gaze steady. Gaze steady. One more breath. Okay. Straighten the leg. Let the arms come down so they can take a little break. And turn all ten toes to the long end of the mat. Uh, big breath in and turn your chin to the right. And then here with your head turned to the right, relax your left shoulder. And then bring the head back to the center. And turn your head uh, to the other way, which would be the left. And relax the right shoulder. Good. Head comes back to the center. Big breath in, right ear towards the right shoulder, relax the eyes, and bring the head up, and left ear to left shoulder. Keep your spine long. Okay, bring your head up. And let's turn the left toes to the front of the room. Bend the left knee. Arms will be out to the sides. Hmm. Inhale. Straighten the left leg. Both arms up. Exhale. Bend the knee. Both arms out. Turn the gaze to the left. And when you inhale and come up, you look up. And then you look out. So be particular with your gaze today, with your eyes. So we work with the eyes a little bit. Two more of those. Soothe and smooth yourself with the movement. Mm-hmm. And then when the left knee is bent and the arms are out to, side, out to the sides, our yoga party will meet there. Take your time getting there. Once you're there, put just your arms down. Move your shoulders. Move your head. And then arms back out to the sides. Turn your gaze to the left. All right. Anybody learn anything else in yoga class that helps them in the regular life? Standing on one foot. That is helpful in regular life. Like being able to get in and out of the shower on one foot. Yeah? What else do we got? Balance. What did you say? Uh, just compassionate, observation. compassionate observation. So Karen, did you mean balance, like physical balance or emotional balance? All of the above. All of the above. Which I think has to do, it's related to compassion, right? Like that's related compassionate attention to yourself when I've been holding you in this pose for so long. One more breath. 
Ah, okay. Straighten that leg. Let your arms come down. Turn all ten toes to the long end of the mat. Uh, Big breath in. Turn your head to the right. Relax the left shoulder. Inhale, head back center. Exhale, head left. Inhale, center. Right ear to right shoulder. Inhale, up. Left ear to left shoulder. Inhale, up. And bring your feet together. Ooh, let's face the front of the room. We'll come back to this side in a second. Take your arms out to the sides. And then you'll turn your shoulders forward. Draw your shoulders forward and get your hands behind you. I'm not able to do this very well, but maybe you could get reverse namaste back there. Or maybe you can take your wrist. If you can get your wrist, you might be able to walk your fingers towards your elbows. Just do what your body does. And step your right foot forward and your left foot back. Ooh, la, la, Okay, one arm for me today. Inhale, lift the chest. Exhale, tip forward maybe one quarter of the way. Mm-hmm. Keep your chest long. Elbows back. Big breath in. And then a little further. Push your back foot into the floor. And then let's come up. Keep your hands however they are. And we're going to go wild because it's Friday. You're going to bend your... Thursday. We're going to go wild because it's Thursday. Bend your front knee and lift your back leg off the floor. You have to tip forward to get your back leg off the floor. Shift the weight onto the front leg. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's stand on two feet. It's easier, people. <laughs> Thursday or Friday, it's easier. Release the arms. Roll your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Take your arms out to the sides. Turn your shoulders forward. Bring your hands behind you some amount. Mm-hmm. Step your... I think yeah, most of you had the right foot forward, so let's switch. So your left foot will be forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, big breath in. Tip forward just a little bit. Uh, unlock your front knee. Uh, maybe you tip forward a little bit more. You can always come back next week. Let's come up a little bit so you can bend your front knee, shift your weight, let your back leg come off the floor some amounts. Good, let's stand on two feet and release the arms. And we'll take a pause, just a standing up Pause, maybe five seconds.
Okie dokie, artichokes. Let's turn. How are we doing? We're good. Turn to the right side of the room again. Take your feet nice and wide. Turn your right toes to the right. Bend your right knee. Arms will be out to the sides. Uh, And uh, two. Inhale up, look up. Exhale out, look to the right. Just one more. Mm. Now, this time, let's side bend. Um, Your right arm comes up, left arm goes down. Lean back just a little bit and take a big breath. Okay, let's come on up. Straighten the right leg and shift into your triangle pose. Mm. Okay, now this top hand, let's turn the thumb towards the front of the room and bring the hand behind you, palm facing out. Okay. Voila. And then this little teeny adjustment. You might need to come up, but this little teeny adjustment where your top shoulder lifts up and back. Push the pinky toe edge of that left foot down. And then this kind or compassionate observation. So don't be fooled by this mindfulness idea where it sounds very dry and intellectual mindfulness. And it's actually quite warm, kindfulness. A lot of the teachers have started saying kindfulness. There's a warm kind of attention. We won't blossom unless the attention is warm and kind. Good. Press the feet into the floor to come on up. Turn all ten toes to the long end of the mat. Uh, Lift up through the chest and then drop the head forward. Ooh la la. Now, some of you might like to take uh, your hands on the back of the head to give a little extra weight. And some of you, if your neck is tender in particular, it's not the right thing for today. Hmm. Two breaths. Breathe in peace. Breathe out ease. Breathe in balance. Breathe out ease. Okay, let your head come back. If your hands are on your head, release. And then just lift your chin forward. Let your chest, almost like your chest were blossoming a little bit forward and up, and your chin lifts forward and up. And then head back to neutral. Turn your left toes to the left. Bend the left knee. Arms are out to the sides. And we'll do two of our Tai Chi's in the park. Inhale. And exhale. Good. Do one more. Make it your own. Yeah. Good. And then the next shape is that side bend. So the left arm's up. If you started another Tai Chi, keep going. Why not? We end up in the side bend. Uh-huh. And then... Let's come on up, straighten the left leg, and shift into triangle pose. Take your top hand, turn the thumb towards the back of the room. Hands will come behind you, palm facing out. 
And lift up through the right shoulder. Good. That's perfect. That's good. Hold steady wherever you are. Kind attention. Finding your center, finding your balance. Find your breath. Good. Let's come on up. All ten toes to the long end of the mat. And then the hands will come down to the floor for a bit of a forward bend. Mm. And then waggle your head. Just give it a little waggle. Let's walk both hands over towards the right leg. And take a full breath. Walk both hands back to the center and over in the direction of the left leg. Keep the tension out of your neck and your jaw. And then hands to the center. Hands will come to the hips and you'll come on up to standing. And you'll turn your toes out two inches. Or heels in two inches. So it's not ballet dancer style. It's just a little bit toes out. And take both arms up. Big sort of glorious hallelujah shape. Someone this week said that she learns from this kind of hallelujah shape that helps her in her regular life. Like, whew, yeah. Oh, did you see the Sean thing, the flippy thing? Yeah, like you just did that. He put his arms up right after just like that. Like, wow. Big breath in. Exhale, bend your knees, hands to namaste, look at your fingertips. Okay, straighten the legs, inhale, lift the chest, lift the arms, hallelujah style. And you'll go back and forth, exhale takes you down. Do two more of those. Mm -hmm. Good. And our yoga party is going to meet with those knees bent and the hands at Namaste. Uh-huh. And then we'll switch to grapefruit mudra. So like you were holding a grapefruit between your hands, fingertips touching. Uh, gaze at the empty space between your hands. Feel the tips of the fingers touching. Keep reaching those knees wide. Three breaths. Kind attention. All right, loveys, let's come on up. Release the hands, bring the feet together, and we'll take just a pause, a standing up pause. Empty out your wrists. Have a sense of the entire body standing. Okay. Then we'll face the front of the room and you'll come to a seat on your derriere. All right. Anybody learn anything else from yoga that helps them in uh, regular life? Acceptance of imperfection. That's very helpful in regular life. All right. I like that one. Yeah? 
Okay. Let's have both legs sticking out in front of you. And you'll bend your right knee. And bring the foot across the left leg. And then see how long you can make your spine. But since we're accepting imperfection, it might not be very long. (laughs) All right. And then we'll twist to the right. So the side of the room we were just facing, twist in that direction. Right hand goes behind you. Yeah. Chin will turn over the right shoulder or in the direction of the right shoulder. Uh, Keep your chin to the right and let your eyeballs peek left. And don't move your eyes. Uh, Don't move your eyes. Don't move your eyes. Okay, let's untwist and check this out. See if you can get the outer edge of that right foot on the floor. So you just kind of scooch it over and you've got the outer edge. Uh And then let your left toes be up at attention like a yoga flag. Now, I'm getting a stretch already. Are you getting a stretch already somewhere? I'm getting it in the back of my extended leg. I don't know. I have to pay extra. Lift the chest. (laughs) For some of you, you might like to tip forward. Good. You can always come back next week. Soft breath. Generous, kind attention. It's way where what we do in our meditation and yoga practice so that it's not disconnected from the rest of our lives so that the practice can actually support you as you move through your life. That uh, spiritual practice or these ideas about cultivation of health and well-being, wholesome qualities... That that doesn't stop when you leave the property that, that's in your heart. You can take that with you. Let's go ahead and come on up. And you'll switch legs so the right leg straightens and the left knee bends. The foot will come across. So we did the twist first. You'll make your spine as long as it will go today. And then we twist around to the left. Uh-huh. Keep the chin left and let the eyeballs peek right. Uh, Don't move those eyes. They want to move maybe for some of you, but don't move those eyes. It's like we could all spread out into the silence. Okay, let's untwist. And then that foot goes over a little more so you get the outer edge of the left foot on the ground. Yeah, right foot's up like a yoga flag. And you could stay sitting up or you could tip forward a little bit. And then the breath is soft and kind.
Okay, let's come on up. And you'll come onto your back, sunny side up. <laughs> For some of you, quite literally. You can move your mat if it's... Yeah, because you'll need sunglasses. Be. I think if you scooch back a little bit, because the sun's headed towards Molly over here. No. <laughs> it's the movement of the earth. So once you're on your back... Um, Let's see, let's stretch out head to tail. That's a good idea. Just take a big leg. You yawn, a big stretch. Ooh, how's the floor, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then get your hands down by your sides. Bend your knees one at a time and place your feet on the floor. And if you did have a pillow, let's remove the pillow for this next thing. Uh, have your ankles under your knees, and you'll lift your hips up. Yeah. Good. Good. Press your outer shoulders or roll your outer shoulders down. Uh, standing on your feet. Keep your jaw and eyes as relaxed as possible. Hmm. If you wanted, this would be an optional option, but if you wanted, you could try taking one leg up towards the ceiling. Uh, If it's a strain, refrain from strain. But otherwise, take one leg up. If you have the leg up, uh, switch legs, so put it down and start the other one. Good. If the leg came up, put it down and let's all come out of the pose. Pull your knees into your chest. Lift up your head and shoulders towards your knees. If your neck is tender, you can put a hand behind your head. Let's squeeze in. Get your abdominals going. Tight, 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 tight. And engage your abdominals more than you need to. One more breath. And then put your head down. Take both hands around the right knee. Extend the left leg forward and off the floor. So the extended leg is hovering right off the floor. A little abdominal exercise. You can keep your head down, or if you're feeling it today, you could lift your head up towards that right knee. So head can stay down or head can come up. Commit to the shape that you're practicing. Engage your abdominals more than you need to. All right, if your head is up, put it down. And everybody pull the left leg in. Take the hands around the left knee. Extend the other leg. Uh, The extended leg is off the floor. And your head can either stay down or it lifts back up. Your body's choice. If your head is on the floor, relax your neck and shoulders as best you can. Everybody, engage your abdominals more than you need to. Okay, if your head came up, put it down. Let's pull that right knee in. Now, um, get your shins. So you let go of your knees and have your knees straight up from your hips and your shins parallel to the floor, off the floor. Mm -hmm. And then place your hands on your thighs, the front of the thigh facing. Yeah. And then push your hands and thighs against each other a lot. 
like um, an isometric exercise is the technical name where you're pushing your hands into your legs and your legs are pushing back. And this will be strengthening. Pull your navel towards the floor as you do this. Uh-huh. And then little teeny movement of squeezing the knees towards each other just a little bit. Yeah. One more breath. Okay. Both feet on the floor. Take a big breath. And let your knees sway a little bit side to side. Just for the release, if it feels good in particular. And when you're ready, you could keep doing this, especially if it's feeling good. But when you're ready, you'll stretch yourself out into... Your final relaxation. Um, And then here's where if you like the pillow, you can put the pillow back under your head or under your knees. Make yourself as comfortable as possible. If there's any last adjustment to make yourself 5 or 10% more comfortable, you might do that. Relax the jaw. Now, let go of all the little muscles around the eyes. Let the eyes settle, relax. The back of the eyes. May your lips be soft and fleshy.
If you're feeling peaceful, you might not be, but if you are feeling peaceful, savor that for a moment. And then you'll take a deep breath. And you'll bend your knees one at a time and place your feet on the floor. And you'll roll to your right side. And you'll come up to a seated position. So we shift into meditation now. Um, There's lots of chairs in the back. Um, So you can sit in a chair. If there's not an empty chair, there's a stack of chairs that you could grab a chair. So we do meditate for about half an hour. If you'd like to stay on the floor, I mean, it's fine to stay on the floor. You could sit with something under your tush. That would be helpful. So you could fine-tune your posture.
and have a sense of the entire body. Like the shape of you. The entire body. Arising in space. There's space around you. And space inside you. And a sense of the entire body. The body is upright and at ease. So sensing first the uprightness. And then sensing at ease. So there's a field of attention that's open like the sky. And within that field of attention, there's the uprightness and at ease quality of the body. And then begin to notice the sensations of the breath. So you have the entire body at ease. And then the breath. Invite 
the breath to be at ease. Allowing the mind to rest in the body. Connected.
just here with kindness, body,
So here at the end of the meditation, see if there's anything you're grateful for. It'd be any one thing, small or large, whatever comes to mind, don't, don't judge it. Just see if there's something you're grateful for. And if there is, breathe that in and out or have a sense of how that lands in your body. And if you can't find anything to be grateful for, then the medicine that's needed is compassion. You could hold yourself. So, let's uh, rearrange the room. You can put your mat away now. We're going to make two sort of semicircles up here. The first will be those of you on the cushions on the floor, and then the second row will be people in chairs. Take your time if your leg has gone to sleep for it to gain feeling again before moving if that has happened.
gather. Um, are there things that in meditation that you learn? Like I asked about yoga. Are there things in meditation you learn that help you in uh, real life, regular life? Patience. I think that's a big one. Yeah. Anybody else? What? Everything changes. Did you have any one thing during the meditation, right? Like the whole thing changes all the time. That's right. We have a quota of three water bottles dropping per class. And so that was just one. We've got two more to go. Yeah, the sunshine is a bit of an issue. Yeah. Okay. I think patience and everything changes. Those are enough helpful things for meditation. Was there anything else you learned during meditation that helps you in real life? This is taking it in a different tack, but it seems to me to practice meditation and yoga, just having done them, learned to do them, is a daily help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like looking at it from the other side of what I'm saying, right? Like just being able to do them. All right. Well, um, I'm going to leave that train of thought for now. We're going to do names. And I would like to hear your name. And I would like to hear uh, something you're grateful for. I was going to ask the question, like, what's something that's been given to you? But what you're grateful for. But you think about, well, we'll see what people say. Because I was curious, is everything that we're grateful for is stuff that's been given to us? I mean, that's actually an interesting question. So um, I'll say my name, Ashley, and I am um, I'm actually grateful for the teachings of the Buddha. Like the same like, sort of sense of like, the amount of support that I can get in my life. And then um, let's, let's start over here. I'll give you the mic. Mm-hmm. Mary Beth, uh, and I am grateful these days for um, my husband, for his presence and his breath in and out and his life. I am grateful to have a lovely home in Woodacre. Um, I have an adorable dog that I just love, and... um, a wonderful roommate, and the house was just such a gift. I lived um, on Castle Rock for quite a while, just renting there, and then I found this house. I came into some money, and I found it, and just bought it, and um, it's just wonderful. I just feel so blessed and, and lucky to, um, to be where I am now, and I have a wonderful roommate, who, um, I have Alzheimer's, and she is um, she's there for me, mm. and uh, I just don't know what I could I would do without her. Mm. So um, life is good. Good, and tell us your name too. B Benjamin. Okay. Uh, my name is Karen, and I'm grateful for being here this morning, so I can listen to you, and not the inside of my head. Which is great. Good morning. I'm Barbara. And there, is that better? Okay. 
I'm Barbara. I'm grateful to be here. And uh, in particular, I'm grateful for the dharma of marriage and the dharma of illness in marriage. I'm Tori, and like uh, the two of you, I'm just grateful to be here and to be able to have time um, to be here. Um, Newfound time that I have in my life, which is a wonderful thing. Hi, I'm Andrea. Um, And the thing that just keeps coming up for me is that I just feel really grateful to have peace in my body and know what that feels like like have that resource to know what peace feels like and to know that that there's like all of these different moments of peace throughout my entire life that kind of you build upon or cultivate even more from to be able to have that to have peaceful safe spaces to cultivate more of it yeah I'm Lilla I'm grateful for change, that everything changes in the bad days, <laughs> the painful thoughts, and my ability to love myself and my partner's love for me, too. So healing. Uh, my name is Gay, and um, what just keeps coming up for me uh, this morning is I'm very grateful not to have nodded out during meditation today for the first time. (laughs) And I'm very grateful, especially what happened yesterday again somewhere in America, that the school that I work at is so fabulous. I'm Nancy, and I'm grateful for the peace that yoga brings to my head, to my heart, to my body, especially in these trying times out in the world. Uh, Hello, I'm Jamie, and I am grateful for... um, my husband, my family, and retirement. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm her husband. (laughs) And I'm grateful for uh, many wonderful friends and family. I'm Jude, and actually... I'm grateful for mobility today. <laughs> yeah. um, good morning. I'm Bonna. And uh, today what's come up over and over for me is I'm grateful for health and I'm grateful for support of, from family and friends. Kelly, and um, having just um, come out of the, the flu thing, <laughs> I'm grateful to be here and grateful for my health. I'm Marianne, and I'm very grateful to be able to say that I have so many things to be grateful for that um, it's just overwhelming, and it's just a sense of joy to realize we're living in this country, even though the, the, with the political upheaval, 
when you see what's going on in the rest of the world, there's so, so much to be grateful for. I'm Natalie, and I'm grateful for the support of friends and song and trees, singing and trees. Hi, I'm Michael, and I'm very grateful to be here today, just to be in this space, in this beautiful room with the big windows and the beautiful nature outside, and um, to be present in my body. I'm Sandra, and um, I'm really grateful for the support of my friends, um, especially this one, and um, for this beautiful day. I'm Anne, and I'm grateful for family who I just visited in Minnesota, and I'm very grateful for living in Woodacre. So listening to you all, I would say all those things are given to us, right? Like there's so much given to us all the time. It's really fabulous. There's, um, I wanted to start with this poem. Well, I thought it was in my pile. It is. This is Hafiz. Even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. Like, we're given so much. And I wanted to start with that, with the topic of generosity. Because when we are really seated in that space of receiving so much, then it's so much easier to give, right? Like, we are held, we're all held in this earth. We're held in this universe. And um, and when we are in touch with that, then we have the capacity to like let go a little bit, loosen our fists, and, and give. So this quality, generosity, is one of the paramis. Paramis are ten qualities that uh, come about through spiritual practice and that support us in daily life. So that my emphasis today is really what, like, what here can you take with you to help you out there in the chaos, some of you are mentioning what's going on in the world and like health and the flu this year is horrible and then just, you know, life, right? Life happens. And what can we, what can we gather for ourselves here that we can take with us that helps us? And um, uh, this list of 10 parmies, we're going to go through them. This is the first week of them. And we're going to go through them. Some of them maybe we'll spend a couple weeks on. And in fact, you have generosity homework. Can I give it to you now while I'm thinking about it? This is your generosity homework this week, maybe even this month, is to notice all day, every day, all the little moments of ordinary, everyday generosity. Someone lets you in front of them in the merge in traffic, or you let someone in front of you at the grocery store, 
or someone brings you an apple, or right? Do you see what I mean? Like there's so many. When I start to pay attention to this, it's actually boggling how many little generosities were. It's like we're held, and we don't even remember to notice. Like we're held all the time in all these little ordinary generosities. So that's your homework. And if you come back next week, we'll talk about it. We'll see about all those little generosities. Because we're held. Um, you could say that all that the cultivation of generosity, another way to say that is the cultivation of the entire path of wisdom and compassion. Like, it's not different. Generosity is not different than the cultivation of wisdom and compassion. Wisdom tells us that we are all interconnected. And compassion tells us that we're in this together, right? That we each meet our share of burdens. And um, we're here to support each other. We're here to let go of our sort of internal self-preoccupation, open up the eyes a little bit. Oh, we did eye exercises. Open up the eyes a little bit and look around and offer help and receive help, right? We can't always be the giver. Sometimes we need to be the receiver, right? Like we're embedded in this flow of life. So that's your homework to notice this flow that's happening all the time. And that it's not just about always being the giver or always being the receiver. We all take our turns with the different sides. So my friend who had, she had an aortic dissection a few months ago, right when I had my accident and broke my elbow. So we're going through our healing together. And she's needed a lot of support. And she said to me that she is blown away. She's a very independent person. You know, she lives alone. She's never been married. She's like a very independent person. And she is blown away with the amount of support from the community that's being offered her. And then when she tells people thank you, they thank her for giving her the opportunity to be generous. Right? Generosity feels good, right? And so we need to both give and receive to be able to give generosity. We need to receive generosity sometimes. To receive, it has to be given. Like we are, it's mutual. It's, it's both. It's this circle of life and connectedness that when we step into a circle of generosity, we're both giving and receiving. And that generosity itself is quite wholesome. It feels good, right, to be generous? I don't mean, um, I don't mean like the false generosity that you're giving because you think you're supposed to, but you know that open-hearted thing where, of course, somebody falls down, of course you're going to run over and help them, like, right? Like this kind of generosity feels good. So my friend is telling me that people are thanking her for the opportunity to help her because that's right like we we need we need both we need to give and we need to receive and that generosity the teaching from the buddha is to um, notice when there are acts of generosity to actually be present for them to feel whether you're giving or to receiving whether whichever side you're on which you could say one's not really the other, like they're kind of both sides at the same time. But when generosity is happening, the Buddhist is to actually reflect on it and notice how wholesome and good it feels so that you're primed to do it again, right? 
So a lot of times um, we can get very focused on meditation in this tradition and in um, the meditation retreats up the hill are quite beautiful, quite life-transforming. Um, but we can't live on meditation retreat. Mostly even the monastics don't live on meditation retreat. We actually need to engage in our lives. We have families. Many of us work. Or, you know, like life is happening. And generosity is a teaching, is a place where we can put the teachings into practice. It's like we have this opportunity to cultivate wholesomeness, to actually be in flow with the way things are. Because it is the way things are that we're held in this universe, that we're not separate. There's um, some teachings from Thich Nhat Hanh, who's not in our lineage, by the way. This is a little mix and match, lineage-wise, but it's a beautiful teaching. He talks about interbeing or inter-are. And he talks about if you have a piece of paper, if you look closely at the piece of paper, like we think it's a thing, it's separate, right? Like it's a piece of paper. But if we actually look closely at the piece of paper, we can see the sunshine that grew the tree. We can see the rain. We can see the clouds in the sky. We can see the person that cut the tree down. Like we can see the whole world in the piece of paper. And that this piece of paper wouldn't exist without the sunshine, without the food that grew to uh, support the person and the person's family who manufactured the paper. Like it's all, like we're all interconnected. We're all held. Like without me, there would be no you. And without you, there'd be no me. And that's somewhat like intellectually confusing a little bit because of course I'm me and this is my life story and I'm independent. But I wouldn't be here if the sun weren't here, if the air weren't here, if my parents weren't there, if their parents weren't there, if you weren't, right? Like it's, we're held in this great um, web, this great web. And in this great web, so much is given to us. And so the teaching is to begin to notice generosity and let it grow, because that's really the way things are, the way things are that we're held, that, that it's not my block. You know, something happens, the block comes off the yoga shelf, and it's mine now. <laughs> it's my block. That's actually not true. In some ways, it's, it's ours. It's ours. This world is ours. Like the sun says, um, right? The, the, earth nev- the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Like we're held in so many gifts of generosity. And the invitation is to step out of, outside of our own preoccupation with ourself and come into alignment with the way things are. To come into alignment with the uh, gifts that we're given. So let's see. I kind of wanted to do a discussion today. Can we do a discussion? Is that enough of a Dharma talk? (laughs) Did I give you enough? (laughs) I want to do a discussion. Oh, so this is is from a Zen tradition. This is about the Bodhisattva. And I love this. A child offered sand to the Buddha and became King Ashoka in a later birth. Um, and the child was not greedy for reward, but only shared what he could. I think about this when I spend time with my little, um, my little two-year-old friends, and she shares, like we go on a walk, and she'll find like a little leaf, and she shares it with me, right? And that's 
Like, that's a gift. And this is what I mean by your homework. Actually notice the two-year-old giving you... Because it's a big deal, right? Or like the little kid who shares the piece of banana or something. Like, notice the... Um, um, if you study closely, so going on from the Zen teaching, if you study closely, you see that to accept a body and to give up the body are both giving. Making a living and producing things cannot be other than to giving. Than giving. To leave flowers to the wind, to leave birds to the seasons are also acts of giving. Uh, thus, know that to give to yourself is a part of giving. To give to your family is also giving. Even when you give a particle of dust, you should rejoice in your own act because you authentically transmit the merit of all Buddhas and begin to practice an act of bodhisattva. So an act of bodhisattva is this act of giving to others, of supporting others. So even give a particle of dust, right? Because then you've stepped onto that path of bodhisattva. You've stepped into alignment to the way things are. Um, Mind is beyond measure. Things given are beyond measure. And yet in giving, mind transforms the gift and the gift transforms the mind. So let's transform with generosity, right? Okay, so there's a lot more that can be said on a technical level about generosity, but I am interested in a little community building today. Um, So we're going to get into groups of four. I'll count us out in a second. Don't stress about that. Or stress if you do, but stress with mindfulness. (laughs) I'll help us get into groups. And the question is, um, what is a time when you've received something um, that was maybe not a big deal to the other person, but actually was a really big deal in your life? So um, I asked this question, uh, one of the times I taught this recently, and someone said that um, an example for her was when she was uh, in her young 20s, she was having a hard time, and her older brother flew across the country to be with her. And that, she says, she felt like even a decade later made a big impact in how she was and who she was. Um, And then I would say for me, um, I've had a, a interesting, hard health year. I've had three surgeries, and so I've had to do a lot of receiving And that blows me away, the amount of generosity that's actually in this world if we open to it. It's pretty amazing, and I would say quite life-changing in my understanding of what generosity is and how it is this give-and-receive thing that we can all be part of. So that would be my answer to that, and maybe you have a different answer. Is the question clear? Yeah? So what is something that you've received that's been a generosity that's impacted you in your life? So you can give a little short answer. If something feels too personal, you don't have to share. You don't have to bear your soul. It's a group of strangers. So if something feels too personal, you're also welcome to just pass if you don't want to speak this morning. We're going to do it in in groups of four. So let's count. One, two, three. We are a group of 20. 
That's awesome. So let's get into groups of four. Um, I'll give you the task of getting into a group of four and getting each other's name, and but you don't have to start yet. So let's get into group of four and get each other's names. That's your task. Uh-oh. We have some... Okay. Okay, so did you get everybody's names? You got his name? You got your names? Okay, so there's not going to be a name quiz. (laughs) Don't worry. Okay, so um, you each have, there's not a lot of time, but maybe like a minute and a half each or so. I know it's short, but that's what happens. Um, And decide uh, who wants to go first, and I think you'll just start. We'll just leave it. Just somebody go first, and you'll have maybe a minute and a half, two minutes each. We're not going to time, so you kind of self-monitor, and um, I'll let you know when we're about half done, so then you can know. I'll ring the bell when we're halfway through, okay? Are there any questions about what's happening? No? All right, let's go.
such a really good head on her shoulders. Not to minimize Kathy, but there would be another Kathy. So you're halfway done. Did you finish already? No? Okay. Halfway done.
Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised there was any minute that he didn't want to have us gone. Thank your group. Thank your group. And let's turn back to the bigger group. extra cushion. <laughs> it's our cushion. <laughs> All right. So I hope that was helpful to reflect upon um, receiving generosity. And then this week, your homework is to go around and notice all the little generosities that are everywhere. And next week, we'll get into a little more nitty-gritty because, I mean, it's very nice to be all la-la-la about generosity, but there's some nitty-gritty stuff, too, like where we're kind of generous sometimes and how can we create the conditions for generosity to arise and what do we do when our heart feels like squeezed shut and generosity is like the furthest thing because you can't really pry the heart open. Have you noticed that? It doesn't really pry open. It's like trying to pry a flower bud open. It's not going to... It'll ruin the flowers. So we'll, we'll talk about a little more nitty-gritty technical stuff next week. But I kind of wanted to start with an overview this week for you. Um, so from Philip Moffat, so to finish with this. <clears throat> we are all interconnected with one another and with the earth in a web that goes beyond the marketplace of commercial exchange. We flourish or perish together through interwoven acts of generosity arising from the benevolence and integrity of people we shall never meet. So, um, may you be held in a great web of generosity this week. Um, Announcements, let's see. If you haven't paid, there's a basket in the chair. Make sure you can pay. And um, if you have a moment to help us roll out the rug, to put the rug back and put the cushions back. If you have to run, run. But if you have a moment, you can help us put the room back. And um, I have a day long coming up on March 9th. It's called a celebration of women, but uh, men are invited. <laughs> um, and that's um, basically like what we do here, yoga, meditation. It's all day, though. It's like 10 to 4.30, so there's time to do some restorative yoga in the afternoon. And if the weather's beautiful like this, we might do some outdoor practice, too. And that's coming up soon, March 9th. There's flyers out there. I think, did I cover all the announcements? Yeah? Okay. So let's do an official close. Let's place one hand palm down on the chest or the cheek. It's a gesture of kindness. So may you be safe and protected and 
May you be healthy, as healthy as possible. And may you know peace and the causes of peace. And then take your hands, palms out somehow. Uh, as if we could send out blessings from the heart through the hands. If there's any goodness arising from this practice, any wisdom arising, let's send that out into the world. May all beings everywhere know peace and the causes of peace. Thank you so much. Could not have done it without you yet again. Uh, I hope to see you next week so we can talk about generosity a little further. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.